The Saints, they took the L. They took the L. They took the L. The Saints lost. The Saints lost. But it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Because we here. Hey, what's going on? Who that nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk to all the Saints. Shouts out to everybody in the chat. Happy Friday to you. It's a beautiful day. You woke up this morning. You probably was able to go to work for those that had to. You was able to go throughout your day's journey, and you're here. Despite what's going on with the New Orleans Saints, we are here. And we are here to talk about this team and give our final thoughts on week seven. The Saints opened up the week seven seat, I mean, week seven uh, against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, and. <laughs> Boy, uh, this game was horrible, absolutely horrible. We we pretty much had some time to kind of decompress, you know, deal whatever we had to deal with today. And then finally we get back here to get a chance to talk about this team. Look, um, my final thoughts on week seven is, you know, if you had high expectations for the New Orleans Saints and what they were supposed to be and what they were, what the trajectory was and, you thought they was going to be, you know, a contender. I think you have to go ahead and lower your expectations. Uh, the New Orleans Saints aren't who we thought they were. We thought that they were a legitimate contender, and right now they're legitimate losers. Uh, to me, the Saints are the worst football team in the NFL. Um, I know right now I think the Detroit Lions have one win. Carolina has one win, but they got that win over the Saints. So to me, you look at the turnover differential, you look at the turnovers they have, you look at all the things that's going on with the team. It's hard to find another team playing as bad as the Saints, and it is hard to find a team that is worse than the New Orleans Saints. I mean, look, we, we talk about the Carolina Panthers. They just traded Christian McCaffrey, they franchise player, to the San Francisco 49ers. But at the same time, this was the same team that beat the New Orleans Saints, and two weeks later, guess what happened? They fired their coach. You had – uh cliff kingsbury over there in arizona people were talking about him being on a hot seat the arizona cardinals haven't won uh, a game in eight tries at home right they have been zero and eight at home and the saints give them their first victory at home so to me i mean it, it goes without saying all right if, if you need a get right game if you need to go out there and rush for 100 yards and you're not really that capable of running for 100 yards if you're a quarterback that's been struggling and your fan base is thinking about maybe cutting you, maybe getting you benched, all you have to do is just look at the Saints on the schedule and lo and behold, the Saints will deliver because the Saints have no swag. The Saints have no confidence and it is absolutely embarrassing that this team just goes out there and just continuously slip, uh, slips over themselves and they have zero accountability. Like even today, okay. Dennis Allen gave these guys the whole weekend off, okay. How do you how do you uh, cure bad tackling and and not generating turnovers? Well, go ahead and and have a good weekend, okay. And we'll just take it from here. Uh, Dennis Allen to me, dead man coaching. I, I hear a lot of people talking about, you know, Dennis Allen might come back next year because you know that's not how the Saints roll. 
but what really do you need to see out of Dennis Allen? I'm serious. What do you need to see out of Dennis Allen that you haven't already seen? Like, it's obvious that this dude is not a good coach, okay? People were saying, okay, when he was in Oakland, it was a train wreck. And it was, okay? But what do you do when you're given a quality uh, franchise and you're given quality players that are actually willing to listen to you? You got locker room leadership and you still can't go out there and get it done. And some people would say, well, TJ, what about Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry and Marshawn Lattimore wasn't out there? Well, let me go ahead and go back to week number one, all right, when the Saints played the Atlanta Falcons. And, yes, it was funny at the time. And, yes, we had good laughs. But the Saints were getting beat to sleep in that game. And I, I seen it firsthand because I was actually at the game. And it took a fourth-quarter heroics uh, and something that was historic in order for the Saints to win. And Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry were out there. Let's go to week two, right, when they take on, what, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right michael thomas and jarvis landry were in that game and marshawn Lattimore was in that game as well and what happened the saints took the l all right if i'm not mistaken didn't if i'm not mistaken didn't didn't michael thomas play in carolina didn't he play in the game with the carolina panthers and they lost that game too so for anybody that's out here talking about man wait till we get all our guys back wait till we get all our dudes back we seen what this team looked like for the most part with all hands on deck. And it doesn't look – it looks about the same as it did on last night. So my whole conclusion, my final statement, as far as what this, this game actually showed me, is the fact that the Saints are a bad football team and Dennis Allen is a terrible coach. And, you know, I, I mean, I'm just being 100, man. I'm being 100. And, look – I know that we we like to be we like to be positive. Like we like to be positive. We want to, you know, say all these good things, but like honestly, I don't feel like I really feel this way. I really feel like if you don't find anything to be positive, why not, you know what I'm saying, why not express it? Like there's nothing to be positive about with this team. Seriously. Like I I it's been a long time since I seen morale this low. I, I, it's been a long time since I seen morale this low about this team. I mean, you got to go back some, like maybe a decade or two, like even in 2012, morale wasn't low because we, we were upset at the league. You know, they, they suspended Sean Payton. It seemed like they were trying to sabotage us because quite frankly, you know, the saints was putting foots in some of the most elite teams in the league and the way that the saints were uh, structured, it seemed like the saints were going to be dominant. And then all of a sudden, here come the bounty scandal, and, and you're taking the same draft picks, and you set the guys back for a couple of years, and it took almost 2017, so that's 13, 14, 15, 16. That's, that's five years in order for the Saints to recover, right? So we already know what it was. So morale wasn't really as low as it is right now. But this team is just god-awful, man, god-awful. There's very little leadership. Dennis Allen at the podium talking about he hoped that the Saints can win. Yeah, you know, uh, your quarterback throw two back-to-back pick sixes, and you talking about you don't need to change nothing at halftime. You're taking these with forty some odd seconds left and two timeouts. Ain't even trying to get the trying to get the ball into field goal range or try to score a touchdown, and you ain't getting the ball in the second half. And then you also to follow that up, you trying to challenge something that can't even be challenged. So it, it just made absolutely no sense. And 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 not to mention, this dude was actually matter of fact. 
what made it so crazy about this challenge i want to believe that he didn't even realize that traquan smith had a first down i mean so that only did that is that a reflection of you but that's a reflection of people that's supposed to be looking at what's going on upstairs to tell you you need to challenge something so this whole entire infrastructure when it comes to the saints right now is just an embarrassment man it is absolutely embarrassing and and they ought to be ashamed of themselves and i know he was talking about man i believe this team gonna be able to spring off some wins well that makes one of us because i don't not with you as the coach at least uh you can tell it's the coaching that's the problem because peyton had a practice squad last year and won more than da with this talent exactly you know like the thing about it was okay when Jameis went down yeah the saints went on a little a bit of a three or four game losing streak yeah that's right that, that's true but at the same time, it was never like to a point where it just seemed like the body language was was bad. Guys went out there like flying around the field. Like it was just the fact that, you know, it just wasn't meant to be. You know what I'm saying? They just went on a bad little run. Not to mention, you know, the game versus the Miami Dolphins. You had Ian Book playing in the game. And then you had a whole bunch of replacement guys. And, and yet at the end of the day, you still found yourself a, a win away and a 49ers loss away from the playoffs man this I, I it's been a while since we knew that the same season is over by week seven like it's been a while since we actually witnessed this and it's sad it's, it's, it's just absolutely sad man but captain clean up you know continue to talk about how you're gonna clean this up and clean that up you know as a matter of fact you know i know that people wanted me you know what I'm saying to you know play him you know strutting you know what I'm saying uh, out uh, into the stadium i think it was the houston Texans preseason game uh you know everybody liked that little soundbite right there but i just feel like after everything that has been going on i decided to kind of change it up just a little bit and, and give some music that is suffice to how dennis allen is coaching start playing betty white uh betty Wright cleanup okay i, I feel like that's suffice let's, let's play that again There we go. You know, that, that's about right. So that'll be the sound by now. <laughs> uh, that thumbnail, though, hey, hey, man, it is what it is. Uh, we already talking about uh, the future. Look, I, look, we've been talking about the future since the, the offseason. Like, seriously, like, we've been talking about the future for a while. It's just, to me, I mean, I think that's something that you need to explore. Uh, think back to the situation when Jameis clocked the ball and got the illegal grounding uh, called captain cleanup uh, struck back then. <laughs> Let's see who that TJ and everybody after having a few hours to chew on the game. And I must say, I agree. This team has no fight in them and we are just not playing good football. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's no way that you can, there's no way that you can, you know look away or avoid the obvious the obvious is this is not a good football team i mean can it can they get better yes they can but i'm very very skeptical at the guy who is who is leading leading the pack like i i don't i don't get any inspiration i don't get any inspiration from this dude like just watching him on the sidelines or watching him conduct interviews i don't get any uh, type of motivation from him so I mean, I'm pretty sure he's a little bit more animated to the players because he has to be. But if it's any indication of what we see, I don't I don't see how, you know, what I'm saying anybody can get any motivation from this dude. 
they would have to trade a great player uh in a bunch look all these people are talking about you know trades and trade michael thomas and trade this person and that person y'all don't understand a lot of these guys have new contracts and for the saints to trade them they would have to take a tremendous cap hit so y'all already talking about oh man we ain't got no first round pick so imagine not having a first round pick and not having money like this is the new orleans saints like they dug themselves into this hole like rather they just fought, felt that okay we got all this talent we got michael thomas we just got jarvis landry we got chris alave we got alvin kamara there's no way that we can lose like we can go out here with Jameis. ain't no way we can lose then you got our defense we they, they picking up where they left off man who needs marcus williams i understand malcolm Jenkins retired but we don't need him we got the honey badger like we got marcus may coming in we're gonna replace marcus with a marcus right but they didn't take into account how special these guys were and not even the energy and the burst that a guy like cj gardner johnson gives to your team all those type of things you know that are missing from this football team and it's pretty obvious okay i feel like the saints own arrogance got them to this point their arrogance the fact that they felt like they can win with anybody no matter who the coach is they feel like you know regardless they can be able to win and honestly you know a part of me felt that way too i felt that the guys that they were putting in this place uh i felt like it was going to be a recipe for success so i can't knock them for feeling that way because as a fan and an onlooker of this team i felt that way too but looking at them you know i just realized that a lot of the decisions that they made was based on arrogance and not just looking at the long-term solution. And you, and you also have to think about it, folks, how hard they went out here and tried to go after Deshaun Watson, how hard that they tried to, to try to steer him to New Orleans, right, before he decides to go to Cleveland. And then you go ahead and you backtrack and you try to go out here and you get Jameis Winston. Like, okay, well, we can't get this guy, so we're going to roll with Jameis. And then instead of, like, you realizing, okay, man, we went out here and got Deshaun Watson and we was looking at him for a reason is because we wasn't that sure about Jameis. But instead, you didn't even try to even put your first round pick in your back pocket, right? You decided to go out here and make a trade. So to me, that was just ridiculous in itself because there's no way in the world you're going to go out here and try to get Deshaun Watson if you were sure about Jameis. So if you wasn't sure about Jameis, you could have thought maybe there's a little tight, you know what I'm saying? A little tiny uh, possibility that the season may not end up being the way that we want. And, you know, if it's not, then we can end up getting a really good draft pick. So the Saints, to me, are a prisoner of their own arrogance, and their arrogance is what got them in this position. And it's what got us feeling this way right now. <laughs> Laughing my behind off, man. I can't uh, <laughs> this channel makes the losing feel a lot better. Yeah, I mean, look, man, we're just here to have fun. We talk about the team, and we're frustrated, and we're upset because we're fans. But at the same time, man, we love this team. It's not a deal breaker, but it is very frustrating that they're in this position. But we're going to have some fun at the same time, man. We're going to have some fun. <laughs> Let's see. Kamara spoke to the team about how awful they are before DA did. I mean, that's what leaders do, but him, him speaking up, to, uh, to the team before the head coach does that's very alarming at least ak had the heart to call out the team uh we need some young uh coaching energy at the head coach i don't know if you need young energy i don't just I, or you just need a coach that knows what he's doing that be able to handle the day-to-day -day operations and dennis allen k 
can't seem to do for some apparent reason. But, you know, I was looking at an interview with Mark Ingram and Mark Ingram was in the locker room. He was talking about we can't get down and we know people are going to be trying to tear us apart and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, first off, Mark, I love you. I, I do, man. I appreciate everything you have done in the Saints uniform. But nobody is trying to tear you apart. Your team is trying to tear you apart. Don't put this on us, okay? What we want is, what we want were based on the expectations that you all put out there. You were the ones that assembled this team and put this thing together, and y'all was talking about Super Bowl. And y'all was talking about going to playoffs and winning games, right? That was what they wanted us to believe, okay? So by y'all going out here not winning and and badly doing bad execution and, and getting in your own way, you are the ones that's tearing you apart because you're making it easy for the onlookers to completely like ball this team up and throw it in the trash. And you're making fans very, very disinterested because their hearts and their minds are not going to just take the, a team that is so good and, and, and really has the right pieces going out there, just wetting the bed week after week. So if anybody is, is the reason for this team to be falling apart or, possibility of 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 division is your own doing it's not the fans it's you all who that tj it looks like every week this team gets harder and harder to watch with all of the mistakes missed tackles and penalties going on it's time to clean out uh clean out the coaching staff well i will say this ramsey i will say this i do have an appreciation for this when it comes to dennis allen i want to thank dennis allen for really smoking out these the the so-called Saints fans. That, that's what I'm talking about. I'm I, like, like I think finally we can get back to the get back, right? We can go out here and we can really see who the real Saints fans is. Not these guys that have been posing for years that you know what I'm saying Saints won the game, and you know what I'm saying I'm gonna put on my Saints gear and I'm gonna go out here and I'm gonna let everybody know I'm a Saints fan. I'm gonna say who that I'm gonna j- jump in some of these Falcon groups, these these Panther groups, these Bucks group, and I'm a grandstand. Like it's it's time to go ahead and get these these people up out of here that really don't care that much about the team that's just only been riding a wave like a like a surfer in Long Beach, California. Like seriously, it is good. That's the best part about all this, man. Because the fake, phony, artificial Saints fans that's been out here that's been posing that really has loved this team, you know, not unconditionally but conditionally. Finally, we can get rid of those people and we can get back to being the real true Saints fans and love this team regardless, but also talk about uh, the imperfections of what they're going through right now. So Dennis Allen, thank you for that. I, that I, I appreciate. I appreciate you for separating the wheat from the tail. All right, Roger, thank you very much for the $2. Says, up, TJ? What did I miss? Uh, we're just talking about uh, the game on yesterday and what did we learn? Uh, I know this is not an excuse, but uh we why are we keep uh losing these key players to injuries we could have used those guys but we're still losers at this point look i i understand that injuries do occur i get it but when i look at these other teams being able to rise above injuries even the team last night right i mean you had blankenship out there blankenship just got signed okay matt prater was their kicker they lost their kicker they lost two of their offensive linemen i want to say rodney hudson you know, the starting center, he's not out there anymore. Uh, I want to say Justin Pugh, he, he's lost for the season. You you had your third string running back, and even he ran for almost 100 yards. 
Uh, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins was rusty. I mean, he, he couldn't even get into the building until Monday of this week. So they had all these things going on. And not to mention Kyler Murray been playing like straight up hot garbage all season long. And Cliff Kingsbury is on a hot seat. But guess what? They found a way to beat the New Orleans Saints. So I'm just saying, man, when is it going to come a time where we just got to stop making these excuses for these guys and just realize that this team is just not good? It's just not good, man. Everywhere I look, everywhere I look, I see teams that have to overcome adversity and they're doing a better job than Dennis Allen Saints. I mean, we may not want to admit that because it's hard for us to look in a mirror or hard for us to look at a television and critique a team that we love so much. But you have to be real with yourself. You got to be real with yourself and you can't fake the funk. This is not a good football team and it's their own doing. Even them being out, uh, being limited at corner with Marshawn Lattimore being out at wide receiver. Chris Olave wasn't playing last week uh, on that, in that game versus Cincinnati. Landry, Thomas, they still were supposed to win that game. They still had an opportunity to win the game. No Michael Thomas, no Jarvis Landry, uh, no Marshawn Lattimore. And yet they still could have won this game yesterday versus the Arizona Cardinals. So it, it just comes a time when you just realize that this team just isn't good. It, it's just not good. Like, that's it, just what it is, man. Like, when you're getting 61, 62-yard reception from Kevin White, right, you you getting 53-yard touchdowns from an undrafted rookie. You still finding ways to win or uh, uh, be in a game or having possibilities of winning. It's hard for me just to accept, oh, the Saints are losing because they ain't got Michael Thomas. No, man, I feel, feel like that's low-hanging fruit. That, like, basically, you know what I'm saying, that, that's a cop-out. That's that's when people don't want to come to the realization that their team is not good, right? It, it's like, to me, like, you not want to admit a close family member, a person that you love is on drugs. You know, like, you see all the signs, right? You know what I'm saying? They they showing up late. You know what I'm saying? They scratching. They got the itch. They looking all around. They looking paranoid. You know what I'm saying? Your money coming up missing. And you're like, nah, man, they just they they, they just going through it right now. Right? You, know, you ever seen that episode of Good Times? You know, when J.J. Fiance, who was uh, played by Debbie Allen. You remember when she was on drugs? Some of y'all probably lost. Y'all probably don't know what I'm talking about. But, you know, they, they went in the bedroom. And, and they found, you know what I'm saying, they found, like, the, the needles and stuff like that. And they found, like, the armband, you know what I'm saying, she, that she found a vein with. And they telling J.J. And, you know, like, you know, James get on the phone like, J.J., I'm sorry, but, man, she's a junkie. You know, like, like and J.J. didn't want to believe it. He was like, man, y'all just trying to tear us apart. Then J.J. goes into the bathroom. He realized Debbie Allen and went out the window. Because JJ left a bag at the at the house and the parents found it. Like that, that's what this is right now. Like, if you don't want to accept that the Saints aren't, aren't a good football team right now, then you basically JJ, you know what I'm saying? On the phone with James Evans talking about, nah, I don't believe you. Okay. Just go to the bathroom and realize that that window is wide open and they gone. <laughs> when our opponents see us, they think it's a bye week. Exactly. 94 style. Allen got too much on his plate, overwhelmed, using big words like despondent, worry about coaching. Look, I just, I look, I know people are talking about. I, I heard, I heard the whispers. Everybody, man, well, Dennis Allen, what he need to do is give up the play call and do this, bro. If you're talking about this one year in, like this, like we, 
we ain't start talking about Sean Payton giving up the offensive play calling duties to Pete Carmichael probably until like 2014, 2015 or something like that. But for it, it took years for us to like just sit up there and just be like, man, Dennis, I, I mean, uh, Sean Payton may have lost his fastball here. You know, like, so I, I don't know, man. Like you one year in and we up here talking about getting rid of the defensive play calling duties. I don't know about that one, man. I, I don't know about that. Like, I don't, I don't understand why we trying to save this man. We 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 try. I don't know why are we trying to save him. It all starts with the defense. AK addressed the team after the game. TJ, yeah, I heard about that. I heard about that, and I'm happy that he did, man. But I don't know. You can you can't want it for people. You got to want it for yourself, right? I can go up in here and I can try to instill confidence inside of you. I can instill a belief inside of you, like man. You can do it, man. I believe in you. I seen you putting the work in, man. You really have it, man. You smart, you talented. You got everything it takes in order for you to be the best. All that's missing is a little confidence in you, man. You got to believe in yourself. I can say all those things, but I can't do it for you. I can't lead you by the hand like a horse lead, you know, a, a man leading a horse to water. You got to want it yourself. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Passionate, Nuke Rodney speeches are really good talking about winning one for the Gipper, but do you believe you can win it for the Gipper? Do you really feel like you can turn the season around or are you just counting your money, right? Or maybe you just already then phoned it in, man. I'm, I'm already here, man. People know who I am, man. Wick, Google me, you know what I'm saying? Hit, hit me up on Wikipedia, all right? You know what I'm saying? You can see my contract. I guess that's what people are on right now because honestly, it, it's, there's no passion coming out of New Orleans. Maybe a little bit by some players, but... For the most part, man, I'm very disappointed in a lot of these players, man, and, and how they just lack passion this, this season. Never trust a person with the initials DA. <laughs> I'm just trying to see how we went from sugar to ish in one season. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I remember TJ that episode. Yeah, that's probably one of the most well-known episodes of Good Time right there. Uh, let's see. Uh, they won't fire me. Uh, they won't fire him. They like him because he's a nice guy. Well, you know what they say about nice guys. They finish last. <laughs> and that's what the Saints at right now. In the basement. Somebody called John Gruden uh free that man. Uh Pammy. Let's see. Dalton has been a backup ever since he left Cincinnati. That should tell you something. Look, I'm not look. Andy is who he is. Like, I, I can't even beat up on a guy who is who he is. Like. If you've been following football since 2011, you didn't watch Andy Dalton's career from start to finish. You know what he is, okay? Uh, I don't understand, like, why we just think that all of a sudden, like, somebody puts on the Saints uniform and, you know what I'm saying, like, and, and without coaching, without guidance, it's just going to be able to do some – going to be able to do some things. I just don't believe that. I think that it takes a player with a combination of coaching because – it takes a coach to be able to coach some of the, the bad qualities out of a guy. That's why I don't feel like it's a coincidence that Jameis Winston earlier in the season was throwing interceptions. I just feel like Sean Payton allowed him to kind of like settle down and let him see the play. Like you can literally see Sean Payton talking to Jameis every single, like almost every drive, good or bad, right? And if it's bad, like he in his in his face talking to him. And I just think that it takes a certain type of coach to do that, okay? You can have your Microsoft Pro and all that kind of stuff. That's cool. And being able to look at the little slideshows and 
defensive ways they was they were trying to come at you that's cool but it, it takes a coach to be able to put a put a coach around a player or actually be that coach for that player and that's what the saints don't have so i don't think it's a coincidence and i can't even beat up on andy dalton because andy dalton was at sometimes a really good but average quarterback that played you know on a team that was kind of similar to you know what the saints are going through like uh, marvin lewis was a defensive-minded coach right and of course you know you, you had like offensive coordinators that he worked with i want to say jay gruden was his offensive coordinator when he had most of his success and you know like it takes a coach to be able to push that out of him but i'm not look andy dalton you know he threw some interceptions yesterday it was bad it, it took the saints out of the game but at this stage what he like in 12 years into the league like I don't think anybody's expecting Andy Dalton to channel is in a Joe Montana. Uh, I mean, I just, I just don't. Tim, thank you very much for the $20. Says TJ, uh, do you think the Saints are even an attractive landing spot for any head coach? Uh, we don't have a quarterback. 50% of our players are retiring soon, and we don't have money uh, to get a free agent quarterback. We might be stuck with Alex. Look, that's a good point, Tim. And I, I've thought about that too. And shouts out to my guy, Jeff Nowak. I think he kind of expressed that uh, on, on his show, uh, you know, on the uh, Black and Gold podcast that he has. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, that's an interesting point. But at the same time, I'm not in the business of trying to keep a guy around because I can't find nobody. Look, I fail to believe that you don't have a coach out here that would be interested to be able to be interested in wanting to coach a guy like a Chris Olave or a Taysom Hill or a Alvin Kamara, or have a really good, you know, a decent offensive line. Like, they, they have guys out here that can play the quarterback position that can probably give you a little something. And, heck, everybody just automatically just assume that, oh, if a guy isn't coming out of the first round, then all of a sudden, like, he can't be a formidable quarterback. He can't be a playoff-winning quarterback. We've seen quarterbacks go in the second round, in the third round, hell, even in the fourth round, and still have – you know, a really good career. Now we'll look at guys like, you know, Patrick Mahomes, who was what the 10th pick overall. We'll look at Josh Allen. I think he was like maybe the sixth or the seventh pick overall. Don't quote me on that. You know, we'll start looking at guys like that. But then, you know what I'm saying? You have to look at guys that were late in the first round, like Lamar Jackson, you know, like guys that were, you know what I'm saying? Like that became legends, like Drew Brees, that was a second round pick. Andy Dalton had a serviceable career. He was a second-round pick. He was a franchise quarterback. See, we just automatically just think that if a guy isn't falling into the top five, then all of a sudden, like, he he's nothing. Like, me, to me, you look at a guy like Malik Willis, I feel like he's going to end up being a starting quarterback in Tennessee and have a really good career. I just think that sometimes we just get so fixated on that first-round pick, and we like, okay, man, we got Bryce, you got Bryce Young out there. You got C.J. Stroud, right? But at the same time, you still got some talented guys out here that you can possibly get in free agency. Like you, you look around. I can see the Saints uh, maybe making a move if if things don't work out with Jameis. I can see them making a move getting a guy like Tyler Huntley. I can see you know what I'm saying them working out a deal. Who knows? You know what I'm saying the way that that guy what Bailey Zappi is playing out there in New England. Like he's making it very interesting, and we all know that that Bill Belichick is not one of those coaches that be like, okay, man, Mac Jones is our quarterback. He going to go with the guy that's hot. He going to go with the dude. So we don't know what's going to happen out there. So there are guys out here that can go out here and play the position well 
that they're still looking for homes and 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 yet you know what i'm saying they might have somebody out there that might just need a new landing spot and with the right coach you'll be able to bring that out of them i'm not in a i'm not in a business like once you see what a player is that's who he is like sometimes it, it's about coaching it's about location it's it, it's about what's being instilled inside of a guy so there are different options that the saints can lose not all hope is lost because you can't draft a quarterback in the first round tragic 504 thank you very much for 199 says why ellis up at a defensive tackle uh when the runs uh still at play <laughs> uh let's see um who uh he's the best uh play call in football why not uh take the weekend off uh guys good game last night yeah they 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 battled their tail off okay they gave up over 140 yards uh rushing and basically just you know allow a, a makeshift offensive line to just push them around i seen one play i want to say it was the running back ingram for the arizona cardinals this man put a block on on marcus davenport knocked him flat on his behind now keep in mind davenport at this particular time he gotta be almost 300 pounds okay uh i guess due to like the surgeries and stuff like that he that he had he wasn't able to really work out the way that he wants but so i'm like you almost 300 pounds man you let a 215 200 maybe 20 pound guy at best knock you down in the dirt like that that one, uh, that, that's the kind of stuff i'm talking about man uh the key and maybe last hope is trading uh payton's uh coaching rights for draft picks there's plenty of teams who need a new head coach that's a good point uh who don't want to play uh for us uh the who that nation uh hell tom brady was a seven uh, round draft pick look at him now let's see uh i'll back the uh, brink truck up for lamar Saints was an attractive spot after Hurricane Katrina, but Sean Payton came and changed uh, the mindset and turned it around. It can't be done. Yeah, I mean, this, this is we we looking at it like, man, this team is all gloom and doom, man. But they got some pieces on this team that guys would be willing to coach. Hope y'all don't get mad, but Cam Jordan might need uh, up with Kansas City uh, this year. Look, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. As greatest uh, as great as Cam Jordan has been throughout his career. Like I would, if they if he can't do it with the Saints, I would love to see him go somewhere else to try to get himself a championship. Like if he can't get it with the Saints, I, I would I would love for him to go somewhere else and be able to you know at least play in a Super Bowl. If you can't win, at least to know what it feels like for him to be on this team for twelve years and have been a straight up Iron Man throughout the entire time he was here. He's second in NFL like among active players and sacks. Only Devon Miller. He he's putting together a Hall of Fame career. You know, like, I wouldn't be mad at that. Like, seriously, I would not be mad if Cam Jordan was to get traded to a contender so he can get himself or try to get himself a championship. I, I wouldn't even get mad at that because that, that man deserved better. That man is like, what, 32 years old? And you got 23, 24-year-old guys out there that's supposed to have a higher, a, a, a better motor, supposed to have way more energy than he do, and he just outplaying them. So, I, I wouldn't even be mad at that. Yeah, Penny was mauling people and run blocking. Alante Taylor uh taking a Debo spot. Yeah, and the way a Debo playing, that's that's not too far fetched. Uh this is the worst Saints team I've seen in 30 years. Our offense is okay and our defense can't tackle. 
this is not winning saints football boy 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 30 nah <laughs> no sir no it ain't in <laughs> 30 years i can't agree with you on that one man. i didn't see much worse than this i didn't see much worse than this right here i don't know how old y'all are saying i'm pretty sure if you say 30 years you got to be 30 plus but man I- i'm telling you man you know sometimes like we we you know we we prisoners of our own like reality right and we we going through it right now we going through the motions and we seem like it can't get any worse but man just go back and look at some of them 93 94 teams you tell me that you can that you can that you would rather stomach those teams than this team we have no serious pass rushes at all Kellen Moore the perfect fit for the Saints the situation isn't nearly as dire as we think remember when the Rams hired Sean McVay uh I'm not a fan of Kellen Moore. I'm not. I'm not a fan of it. Like, what? What is he? What has he done? Like, what is he? What? What has he done? What has he done out there in Dallas? Dallas is doing basically the same thing that the Saints are doing. They're running the football and they playing. They playing defense. Bet way better defense. I won't say what they doing what the Saints doing because the Saints can't stop a nosebleed right now. But what they doing is they doing something similar to what the Saints are doing. They running. They controlling the time of possession. They only asking cooper rush to throw when necessary to be able to sustain drives and they playing really good lights out defense so what is kellen moore actually doing where's where's the dollar plays where's the trickery where's the innovation i don't see it right all i see is three yards in a cloud of dust and three step drop from cooper rush that's not going that to me that's not very impressive now if you want to talk about joe brady maybe you know what i'm saying you want to look at him you know as as a guy that can come in and be an offensive innovator yeah a guy like uh ken dorsey yeah, I'm on board with that. But Kellen Moore, like, nah, man, nah. I mean, you're basically looking at the same thing the Saints are running as far as offensive. You know, they just play better defense. You know, I know offense against Kellen Moore, I think maybe in a couple of years we can have this conversation, man. But Brian, not right now, man. I just think that we're basically, if you were talking about Kellen Moore, you're only talking about him because the Dallas Cowboys have a good record this season. But it's not because of what he's doing. It's not because of what he's doing. I mean, they you're, you're basically he's basically P. Carmichael for the Cowboys. Like seriously, they they run all they're doing is basically running the ball as much as the Saints are, and they have a much better defense under Dan Quinn. So I, I wouldn't put him in that category. Like if you want to talk about Joe Brady, okay, let's talk about. It. All right, you want to talk about Eric Bieniemy, let's talk about. It. You want to talk about Ken Dorsey, let's talk about. Him. You know, what I'm saying some guys that that you can actually see their calling card. I mean. You look at Buffalo, man, they 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 putting foots in folk, right? You know, now you can say it's because of Josh Allen, but Josh Allen has improved uh, his completion percentage. He has comp- uh, improved his decision-making, his deep ball accuracy, you know, and all, all the plays that's being called right now by those uh, two gentlemen uh, is making Josh Allen the runaway MVP. So for that, those are the type of guys that I would like to see on the sidelines on sunday versus a guy you know like kellen moore who i mean what has he really done i mean the cowboys are winning they, they they're winning right now with a second end of the well third in the division because the division is so good this year but kellen moore hasn't done nothing that that was that impressive not to me at least i'm 43 and i do remember those teams but we never had talent on both sides of the ball and uh be horrible like this well that is true but to be honest with you, I don't think we ever really truly had the type of like notoriety and this much 
star power at one time on the team. Like we we've had some guys that had some star powers, but but it, it was like almost like they were at the twilight of their career, right? They they were kind of running on fumes at that time. But man, them 94 Saints teams, like they were terrible. Like they were awful. Like at least in like you know there's a chance that the Saints can win. Like back in the days, like you knew there was no way in hell the Saints were gonna win on Sunday. Like the only reason why you're watching that game or listening to the game, rather, I mean, you probably, if you're 43, you were listening to the games like, like me, I'm 36. You got a couple years on me, but you probably was listening to the games because they were blacked out. So I would t- look, I would take this, this saints over, over the saints that I grew up watching. I, I'll say that, uh, how we get a defensive minded coach and two defensive coordinators and the defense atrocious. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe too many cooks in the kitchen, maybe. I, I don't know. Joe Brady got ran out of Carolina, though. Uh, that wasn't his fault. He was a scapegoat. That, that dude was a straight-up scapegoat. And I think it's pretty it's pretty obvious that he was. You know, like the David Tepper, you know what I'm saying? He, he doesn't have patience for anything, right? And I just think that Matt Rule was the guy that had the big contract and Joe Brady was the scapegoat because – okay he got okay fair enough he got ran out of he got ran out of carolina but look at him in buffalo okay so you think is that a coincidence is that a coincidence that he's out there in buffalo and they're putting up some of the you know they they one of the most high scoring teams in the in the the national football league all right i mean you go to lsu you know i'm saying alongside you know saying their offensive coordinator and you know joe burrow had one of the most historical seasons in college football history i'm just saying i'm i'm just saying though so i don't i don't know i don't know maybe joe brady got a bad shake it looked like it you know i mean every everybody that's around matt rule end up you know going away walking off wanting to get traded i mean if it walked like a duck talk like a duck i mean sound like a duck flies like a duck it ain't no kodiak bear it's a duck so he's pretty he has a good track record in my opinion the saints can't even use uh the hanky in their back pocket to stop a nosebleed <laughs> yeah they're they pretty bad man they're pretty bad at uh at, uh at football right now saints already knew uh they were going to give da the job uh bringing in other coaches was all cap emac you're absolutely right about that they knew what they wanted to do i don't know if rex ryan still wants to coach but I would seriously look in his direction and go get a Joe Brady for OC. Uh, let's see. I have a feeling at these uh, at these hurt players are not that hurt, uh, and they just uh, don't like Allen. I don't even think it's that they don't like Allen. I think they like Dennis Allen, but I just think that they're making business decisions. All right. I mean, why are you trying to rush back when your team is two and five? Like it's not like okay, let me hurry up and get back so we can make the playoffs. Right. I mean. Maybe these guys could play. Maybe they could battle. But, you know, just the thought of hey, being out there and re-aggravating yourself when you ain't got no chance of making the playoffs or the, the, making the playoffs, is, uh, the chances are slim to none. I mean, it, it's, it's hard not to look at that. So maybe, you know, you know like, okay, I, I can play, but I'd rather wait another week so I can be fully healthy if I'm going to go out there and have to subject myself to this. Jordan Johnson, this is the last guy you want anywhere near the controls of the franchise. <laughs> and now Roby injured. Hmm. TJ, if you are Loomis, what's your next move? To fire Dennis Allen? 
Ken Dorsey is a former quarterback. He knows how to chunk up the offense. Uh, Buffalo hasn't completely changed their identity a few years back with him calling the plays and Josh Allen running the offense. Yeah, they haven't really uh, changed their identity, but they have found ways in order to utilize Josh Allen's strengths. And that's that's something that you need as a coordinator. Like a coordinator needs to go in there and kind of break everything down. Like, Josh, okay, man, look, we, we believe in you. We know you have talent, this ability. We want to know what you do best. And he probably picks those plays out and they just draw up a game plan. And it will tell you how old I am, man. I remember when Ken Dorsey was playing at Miami. So I'm definitely getting up there. Man. I remember when Ken Dorsey was out there in Miami, uh, you know, in the national championship game against Ohio State. That was, I remember that game, you know, that's when Willis McGahee, uh tore everything he had in his knee. Yeah, Ken Dorsey was the quarterback at that time. Uh, facts. Let's see. Do you think Dennis Allen – and both defensive coordinators will go to their old positions if we get a new head coach. Uh, no. Um, defensive coordinators, uh, I mean, head coaches that get fired, they do not, you know, stay on the staff, right? Um, number one is because I guess they don't want to subject themselves to that level of humiliation of being demoted and being in within the organization. It'd be one thing if you're an interim, you might be more willing to do that. So I don't see that happening. And then number two, if you do hire a new head coach, I'm pretty sure he's going to want his own personnel and maybe he might want to go, uh, you know, in a different direction, especially uh, since Dennis Allen last title would be being a head coach. So maybe he'll be skeptical. Maybe the players will maybe want to come to him more so than actually coming to, to the actual head coach, the new appointed head coach. So that's the way that I look at it, man. But uh, I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. I really do appreciate it, man. I hope everybody has a good weekend. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Okay, buddy. YouTube.com, search the State of the Saints podcast. Facebook.com, search the State of the Saints podcast. Previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Anchor FM. Please hit the like button before you leave. I appreciate all 225 plus that actually tuned into the show. Uh, enjoy yourself. Uh, we're back in a couple of days as the Saints take on the Las Vegas Raiders. And um, landlord said, bring back Baptiste. Uh, he saved the backfield. Uh, Man, sit your dumb ass down. <laughs> we're not going to go there. But shouts out to Josh, man. Thank you so much. Till next time. All I got to say is, who that? All right, buddy. Thank you.